Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay, back here live at Demand Lucha, and I'm chilling with the one and only, the most handsome man in all of professional wrestling, the one who's got everything that we need and everything that we should want, the one and only Sam Adonis. How are you? I'm very good. I might start referring to myself as, as Canada's latest, greatest athlete, like Mike Sharp. So I believe I, that. I wrestle here enough now, you know? You do, actually. You do. And actually, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is I'm a big MLW fan. And you have recently been on MLW. You've been putting a lot of work in over there, and it's been great and entertaining as hell to watch you. Uh, what is the relationship with MLW right now? Is there plans for more tapings? Has there been more tapings? Are we going to see Sam Adonis going after some gold in MLW? The funny thing about MLW is I'm probably one of the only active wrestlers out there right now that actually grew up watching the original MLW. I remember right after ECW closed, I was like, oh, my God, this is Japanese guys and ECW guys plus Ring of Honor guys. It was the coolest thing out there. And when I was a kid, I was like, you know, I want to wrestle in MLW. Sadly, that opportunity was taken away from us for a while. But luckily, since then, everything just went crazy. Um, I am still primarily with Lucha Libre AAA, which is kind of my bread and butter, which is a great position to be in. Um, but Conan actually hooked up the deal between MLW and myself, and that kind of works out perfectly in my favor because, you know, when, when the booker of one company is helping the booker of another company, there's always kind of compromises made, which is really nice. Um, AAA is just a crazy schedule right now, but MLW's, you know, the t tapings are generally close to my hometown, so it's kind of an easy filming schedule, and it's just a great locker room. I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on MLW right now. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were so worried about the, the latest and greatest, what's happening on, you know, whether it's AEW or Impact or whatever. People kind of look past that, you know, 80% of AEW's roster, not 80%, but a good chunk of AEW's roster came from MLW. And, you know, they've had an eye for talent. They know what's out there. And, you know, I, I'm, I feel blessed that I'm kind of the latest on the docket. And uh, I'm one of these guys that put so much work in all over the world, but I've always kind of bounced around too much. I've never stayed put into one place long enough to be their guy and be the top guy anywhere. Been a journeyman, if you will. And now my main priority is just to be seen by an American audience and have some microphone time because I think the sky is the limit. There's only so much that people know about me and I know exactly what I'm capable of. So we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. Now let's talk AAA. Uh, one hell of a promotion. You're putting amazing work over there. You guys just sold out, sold out recently, a couple weeks ago, a stadium in Tijuana. Incredible. How... How is the feeling of AAA over there and what they do over there? Because I've, what I've watched and what I've seen, and I've, I've never been live in person, but they just, they do things so different over there. So AAA is kind of, you know, it's something that I hold near and dear to myself as well, just because of the amount, I put, amount of effort I put into Mexico. I trained the Lucha style in CMLL, and it kind of feels like this is a culmination of everything. Um, you know, I think a big problem with wrestling is everybody's in such a hurry to get their moves made today that they're not thinking about tomorrow. And that's why a lot of wrestlers are in positions they don't want to be in. You know, they might have a contract here or there, but they want out of their contract. They, they, they see brighter pastures on the other side. I've been lucky enough to kind of sit back and wait for the right opportunity. And in my opinion, AAA was said opportunity. You know, it's, it's a great, great feeling knowing that right now I'm, I'm the top heel in a company. You know, it, it, there's no disputing that right now. You know, Psycho Clowns, they're, they're John Cena. And to know that I'm wrestling him all over the country and, you know, arenas are being packed on our match, it's, it's just an unbelievable feeling. Um, again, like I said, I spent so much time doing so much other stuff that I feel like I've kind of cost myself opportunities. I've, you know, never really looked for the latest, greatest, coolest internet wrestling buzz. I just kind of, you know, went where the work is. 
and it seems like after all was said and done, it finally caught up to me, and now I'm in a great spot. Um, the shows are incredible. It's packed. Um, and anyone that knows anything about me knows I'm a big fan of wrestling history. I like the, you know, the classic stuff. I think AAA is about as close as you'll get to 1984 Memphis or Bill Watts. I was just going to say, it reminds it's, me of old school Memphis. It's, yes. it's about as close to, as, to, in my opinion, real good old school wrestling is going to be, you know, you're going to find there. And that just become, you know, some of the cultural differences, some of the things you can get away with there that you can't get away with here. You know, a family show with blood and just, you know, there's, there's many reasons why, but for example, this Saturday night, this past Saturday, we were in Tijuana, and I mean, I was in the ring, and I, I can honestly say this, I, I don't think I've ever felt the crowd that hot, and there was just a moment where I'm just in the middle of the ring, you know, just, oh my God, this is like a moment. This is one of those things, you know, there, a lot of guys know what I'm talking about. Every once in a while, you find it. There's moments you can pick out of a, your, your past that you can put that tag on, but very seldomly do you know something's happening while it's happening. And that's how it was this past Saturday, and I love it. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned being a top heel in a company. That's big shoes to fill in any organization. How did Sam Adonis rise to the ultra heel that he is today? Honestly, you know, and, and I wish to God I could tell you that it's my, my, uh, my wrestling skills, my looks, my charisma. There's all, you know, attributing factors there. But I think more than anything, it was by some grace of God or whoever, I ended up learning Spanish. Um, I think that's probably what really like put me in that position. Um, you know, everybody wants to be at the top something somewhere. Everybody wants to be Kenny Omega, but nobody wants to put the work into learning Japanese like Kenny Omega did. You know, and I'm kind of guilty of that as well. Uh, I can't say guilty, but that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I think it comes from a business standpoint, being able to, to work with bosses and promotions. Right now, I'm almost like AAA's favorite new toy. They find an internet, or find a, uh, a TV interview and put me on the Today Show and they ship me Adonis is going. And just being able to communicate and, and you know, basically sell the product on a face-to-face -face level is invaluable. So if there's anything I can tell anybody, you know, as far as wanting to get over in a different country or in a, in a different promotion, language is what the number one ingredient is. Language, learning the culture and all that stuff, and that must make it easier in terms of planning the matches out with some of the stars over there because the communication is second nature to you now. Yeah, I mean, just everything about everyday life down there is so much easier. Um, it took a lot of time. I lived there for two years. So, I mean, it just, uh, it's funny because I tell everybody, the, the thing that I, t I learned the most Spanish with was Tinder. Uh, you know, I have so many different things lined up every night of the week on Tinder that, you know, you kind of repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And next thing you know, you're saying the same things and you're not using the Translate app. And, you know, it's a good way to learn. But I think just at the end of the day, it's like um, understanding too. And it's not even aside from the language aspect. Lucha is its own thing, and you have to understand, you know, a, a lot of wrestlers wrestle for what they want to do and who they think they should be and could be, but at the end of the day, if that's not what your bosses want you to be, you're not going to have a spot. Understanding what they want and doing as you're told and, you know, being able to fill the gap. I was basically in AAA for about two years before this opportunity finally manifested itself, and now, you know, there's no looking back. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with anything more that you said. You said everything right on, and I agree with all of it. Now, Working with Conan, that's got to be, for somebody like you who is a wrestling aficionado, that's got to be a dream. What's it like spitballing with Conan ideas and how things work and how we want storylines to go? Uh, Conan is, so there's, Conan's one of the only people that I can honestly say at one point in my life actually hated me. And I, I pride myself on never really rubbing anyone the wrong way, but you know, Conan and I did not get along for a point in time through all my fault. You know, I did something in the beginning. We don't need to get too far into that. Absolutely. But 
it bothered me forever just knowing like man this guy I, I respect so much I was such a fan of and I know that like you know if there's one person you don't want to like you it's not him now you know we're on such a great professional level and I respect him so much because the thing about Conan he's no bullshit he doesn't pad answers you know he doesn't really you know beat around the bush he tells you what you need to hear and he just has this incredible special way I would like, you know, go to war for Conan because he knows how to make you just, you know, he knows you'd do anything for him, but he doesn't want you to get too confident. You know you tore the house down and everything was just great. And oh yeah, but he's never gonna tell you what you're hoping to hear. So you gotta go a little bit harder. And I think that's, I have the utmost respect for that. You know, I think there's so much to that and like being a good boss, being a good general, being a good leader. And I think, you know, the, you can just look at the AAA crew right now if you look at our core crew, how many of those guys are on weekly rosters on United States American wrestling shows? If you take these guys out of the mix on these, you know, AEWs or impacts, you know, those companies take a hit. That's just our baseline crew. You know, we have that plus more. And, and I think it shows you how deep that roster roster is, what we're capable of. And, uh, you know, I think the, the best is still yet to come for AAA in the United States. I can't wait for AAA to break over here more so we can get more eyes on that amazing product because from what I've seen, like I said, it's impressive as hell, it's entertaining. And you're right, you mentioned that Psycho Clown is their John Cena. So as far as heels go, where would you compare yourself to for them? Like, what, what heel are you? Are you Macho Man, early 80s? Are you Andre the Giant? Are you Bobby the Brain Heenan mixed in with a little bit of everything? I think if you're looking at actual character-wise, you could pick out a little bit of each of those guys for my influences. I think a good wrestler is like a good stew. You can't just copy it. You have to take an ingredient from this and an ingredient from that and then put it in together with time and experience and then eventually it develops into what it does. There's so many wrestlers that you can see and say, ah, that guy's trying to be that. And it's not organic. Whereas you just enough time and experience that comes together. I think a lot of those names are guys that I grew up watching and just try to be and just pick, you know, pick different uh, attributes from. Um, as far as if he's Psycho Clown, I'm trying to think who would be the hottest. So I'm still generally fresh. I'm not like I'm not in the I'm not in the the lore yet. Uh, I think what we're doing, you know, this this is we're recording into the annals of time as we speak. But you know. If you come to the shows, a lot of people are, who's this Sam Adonis guy? You know, and it's it's working. It's in a good speed. I'm happy with it. But I think I'd probably be more along the lines of a, a, who would be a newer heel, a new... MJF? Yeah, yeah. So maybe... Maybe a, CM Punk, Circa Pipe Bomb I, era, or Circa say, the Straight Edge Society? I, I would say, who'd, who'd seen a... Who's a, maybe a... JBL. JBL would be a really good one to put it with. Yeah, JBL would probably be it, because it's... Again, and, and down there, they love to hate. They love the heat. They love, you know, and then they want that. So, you know, the thing is, I, I can do all the cool Lucha stuff. I can do everything that, you know, a lot of the guys don't know I can do. I can just, I can go out there and have a 50-50 match with Bandito and do some pretty cool shit that you're not going to expect me to do. It's not my job. So a lot of times I sacrifice my reputation as a good worker and being the cool wrestler on the internet based on it to piss people off and sell tickets, which is what, you know, which I'm proud of. And I think at the end of the day, you know, you can look at that, the amount of work and the amount of numbers that we were doing, you know, the arenas are full. I take pride of that. If we didn't have such a conflict, if we were just kind of having good matches, would we be where we are? So I, I can't say exactly who you could say I would be, but I know that, you know, Psycho Clown and I have a very incredible chemistry. I think we've known that since day one when we wrestled. And, uh, you know, uh, 
two guys our size that are capable of what we do coming together to beat the shit out of each other in front of you know thousands of Mexicans, it makes for a magic formula. <laughs> Absolutely does. Now let's switch gears for a second here. Food. Mexico has some of the best food in the world. And I love all of that food. I love all of that culture of it. What is the go-to for you in Mexico? Uh, so there's this thing called a huarache, which would be like a corn tortilla, but it's stuffed with refried beans. And then they put uh, flank steak on top of it covered in straight cream not sour cream but straight cream and then like a, a, a shredded cheese on it it's called a huarache de arachera and that's probably my favorite go-to super unhealthy absolutely amazing tasting um honestly i don't eat any mexican food outside of mexico because really? well, i'm spending so much time there each month i'm probably there for you know eight to twelve days and i have to rely on that so when i'm in pittsburgh or when i'm somewhere across the country and hey where are we going to eat not there. You know, that's the last thing I want. What's, what's the go-to for you when you're home in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Indian food. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, uh, so, uh, butter chicken, paneer? I like butter chicken. I like, uh, the, like, lamb korma and a, uh, probably a, a chicken tikka masala. I actually didn't learn to, like, so uh, my whole life, we never ate Indian food growing up. My dad just didn't like it, so we never had it. When I lived in England, I learned to like Indian food because it's a national dish. And then my time in Japan actually is where I loved Indian because then it became almost sentimental. It has that, you know, you know, the scent is the strongest tie to memory. You just eat and well, I'm back in Japan. So weird, you know, you never think about things like that until you look I back. I would think them. that Indian food would tie you to Japan, but that's pretty damn cool. I, like I said, I have a million stories and most of them don't make any sense, but damn, it's been fun. Well, it's funny. We were talking before we recorded that, you know, a documentary could be in the future and it would be one hell of a documentary. I would love to see that. Uh, one of my favorite documentaries for somebody that I hold near and dear to my heart because I was such a fan was Nail in the Coffin, the Vampiro documentary. It was so fantastic, so well done. Uh, have you ever had a chance to conversate with Vampiro? Have you ever had a chance? Because I know he's over there quite a bit and I know there are ties to AAA. Have there ever been, a, have you ever been able to pick his brain? Vampiro is at most of our TVs and he's just, a, he's just such a... I hate to say the word because to me it's kind of corny, but enigmatic. He really is just kind of out there in the best possible way. And he's just kind of hanging out in the corner doing his own thing. He has friends all over the country. And, you know, he doesn't really just make conversation for the sake of making it. If he tells you something, he wants to tell you it. So, you know, he's gone about his way to help me a few times. And I'm just, uh, I'm grateful for all of it. I've been very lucky because the time I have spent in Mexico, I kind of, I went there straight after I had a WWE contract. So I almost had credibility since I walked in the front door. And I've been lucky to work with basically just top guys. So that kind of experience and that help has elevated me to a level that I couldn't have prepared for just through no fault of my own. Because guys, you know, they don't see me as, you know, hey, there's this American kid here just trying to learn. It's, hey, there's, there's, that's the bad guy. That's who we're working with now. So it's, it's really cool. I absolutely love it. And my final question. Out of all the places that you've been, all the, all the matches that you've had all over the world, who would you say is your fight forever? I mean, Psycho Clown is definitely up there, but I know Sam Adonis has got to have a few fight forevers. Oof. It's a tough question, right? I do ask the hard questions here on Straight Talk. Uh, it's really hard not to say Psycho Clown just because we're in the, the meat and potatoes right now. We're right in the middle of the good stuff, and I know it's a winning formula. And I know no matter where, where, where we do it, it works. So I'm kind of biased to that right now. Um, Ultimo Dragon would be one of them. I wrestled him about 30 times. He was the first guy to ever bring me to Japan. And like, you know, he's, he's 
I just learned so much from him as not only as a, as a wrestler but as a person, as a you know a promoter, as everything in between. He's just an inspiring person, um, and just knowing that he's selected me, you know, he could, this guy could pick any wrestler in the country to go to Japan and be the guy he works with. You know, the fact that he validated me. When your average wrestling fan is going to say, Shamadonis doesn't do anything cool. He just waves a flag. He's, he, does, he doesn't do this. When, when a guy like Ultimo Dragon can say, no, I want that guy. That to me validates and say, okay, I did it right. I, you know, I want to be, be considered the good worker. I want the five-star matches. That's never been the path I've taken. The fact that someone like that can say, hey, that's good for me, and didn't pick the guy that gets the five-star matches. That, that feels really good. So I, I do that any night of the week. He's just an all-star. Um, and I would probably put him at the top of that list. I think that's a great answer to end this conversation. It has been one hell of a conversation. We connected a while ago on Twitter at the last Demand Lucha show. I took a sweet picture of you. And you tagged me. We've been following each other ever since. And I appreciate the time today. And you are now definitely a member of the Straight Talk family. Fantastic. So anytime you're in town, we'll chop it up again for sure. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate it. All right. One final request. If you could look at the camera. Give that Sam Adonis energy if you want to cut a promo on me. Tell me to get the hell out of here and then do your thing. You can take the mic. It's time for him to stop talking, but it's time for you to follow me on my social medias. Real Sam Adonis on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Come see me sometime soon because I promise you what you see in person is way different than what you see online. So uh, make sure you check it out. I'm one of those guys you have to see live, and I hope to see you guys soon enough. Absolutely. And can you also tell him to subscribe to my channel? Uh, yeah, subscribe to his channel. It's going, it's going to be posted right there. That's it. All right, peace, love, and wrestling, guys. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going.